Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. I got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? Great, man. This is it. This is the last week. Technically speaking, you know, it starts on Thursday. It's not the Jets, but we get NFL football on Thursday and we get Jets football on Monday this is the last little drips of frustration that we can have before the season starts. I'm in a good mood. Matt, how you feeling tonight? I'm ready. I'm amped up. I'm ready. One more episode of Hard Knocks, one more Hard Knocks reaction stream, and then it is New York Jets football for real by the time we're talking next week. It's going to be awesome. All right, boys and girls, if you're just hopping in, make sure you hit that like button. And actually, you should hit those milk thumbs. Oh, Jesus. Milk's oh. flying everywhere. So make sure you hit those milk thumps. Oh, Look at it all. Love seeing those <laughs> Look at it. go up. Uh, we also have a Discord. So the public, not the public, but the non-members get a chance to join the Discord now. That is pinned in the live chat. So if you'd like to join the discount, or discount the Discord, oof, words are hard tonight. Join the Discord, click on the link in the live chat pinned in the comment section. I guess I'll also pin it. I'll pin it in the first comment if you're watching this after the fact too. We'll do that same thing. Yeah. Uh, and let's do our giveaway tonight from someone that joins the Discord. I think that's what we we should do tonight. What do you guys think? That works. Works for me. So all you got to do is join the Discord and boom. Be qualified. Entered. Entered. But do you win. mean do you mean to they join OnlyFans or they actually sign up for the Discord? No, no, no. All they have to do is click the little Discord link in the, the live chat and then boom, they're in there. All right. I they can't to, keep track get, of that. Yeah, they get to play with everything in the Discord, but there is an OnlyFans section. So the people that are, you know, the premium members of the channel and whatnot, they get a, a few more perks and benefits and things of that nature. So if you guys want to head over that way, got some fun stuff over there. I think we got like 70 people in it just from like, our dry run of it last week. So that's kind of cool. So make sure you head over that yeah. way. Yeah. Totally. Uh, all right. But we got, we got, we got game coming up. That's right. <laughs> week one, Bills at Jets, Monday night football. It's about damn time, Matt. How you feeling about week one? Yeah. What a great way to open up the season, right? The against the opponent that you're likely chasing for the division. Uh, in the Buffalo Bills, who have owned the AFC East for the last few years. And the Jets beat them at home last year, lost to them on the road, but it was two very good games. And I would expect the same thing again this year. I think it's, you know, two teams who are pretty evenly matched. Uh, it's going to be some, there's, you know, two really good quarterbacks, but two really good defenses also. So I'm really curious to see which one comes to play. Like, is it the offenses that show out or is it that defense on both sides that, you know, comes out and is really dominant in in week one here. But uh, I, I can't wait. It's been something we've been talking about. It feels like for years at this point, like I feel like we've known they were playing Buffalo and opening up the season at Buffalo for forever. And I cannot <laughs> wait for this thing to get underway. Greenbean, how you feeling about week one? I tell you, uh, well, Matt said a lot, right? Like, so I, which that I agree with, but um, 
I have to say there's two things that I really want to see. Now, I, anyway, anything that leads to us winning, I'm totally fine with, right? But there's two things that I'm really hoping to see. One is I want to see the Jets absolutely brutalize, their defensive line brutalize the Bills' offensive line. You know, the Mitch Morses, the Dawkins of the world, all those guys – I want to see us, like, as the game progresses, just slowly but surely dominate, wear them down to a pulp, where in the fourth quarter, there's just, they, they know. They're huffing, they're puffing, they're on their heels. They can't stop us. And we're just bringing in fresh dudes. Here comes Al Woods and Michael Clemens all pissed off, you know, all fresh from the sideline. Like, I want to see that sort of thing. I want to see us dominate the their offensive line subsequently taking away their running game and making Josh Allen make stupid mistakes like he likes to do when he's under pressure. Uh, and then offensively, again, whatever has to happen, I'm totally fine with, you know, uh, Gibson winning the game. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. But what I really want to see, I want to see the Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson connection start, uh, start early and become lethal right before our eyes starting against the Buffalo Bills. That's what I want to see. Now, I'd like to see the, you know, the running game and Brees and Cook. I, I'm really curious how they're going to utilize those two guys. You know, um, you know, is it just going to be a steady rotation? Are we going to see uh, lean more one way or the other? I'm, I'm very curious and interested in that. But again, I want this season offensively to be the season of Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson out front of everything else, and I want it to start in a big way week one. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what to expect. I, I think the spread was two and a half points in favor of the Bills, so I'm going to hammer the Jets yeah. all damn day. You're telling me the Jets beat the Bills last year without Brees, without AVT, without Corey Davis, with Zach Wilson, they're on 150 yards? Yeah, I think we can win with all those guys back, minus Corey Davis, and uh, you know Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I think that's going to be absolutely huge. As far as the over under i believe it's set at like 47 or 48 points it's somewhere hovering right around there i would take the under i don't think this is going to be a high flying game i don't think we're going to see the um like huge explosive like 350 yard game from aaron Rodgers this game because buffalo does have a pretty good secondary and you know i know von miller's out so we're gonna have a little bit more time that's gonna help our offensive line for sure i mean it's gonna take a few weeks for our oh, yeah. offensive line to gel so no von miller definitely helps the jets in this particular situation now, as far as what I expect to have happen, look, Josh Allen is studly. He's a good quarterback. Best way to stop a good quarterback, one, put him on his ass, two, keep him off the field, run the ball. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, I want to see that one-two punch just run loose. I want 300 yards on the ground. If Aaron Rodgers can have like 75 yards, <laughs> no touchdowns, no interceptions, and we have 350 yards on the ground, I'll take that all damn day. I don't have to utilize the passing game if we can keep Josh Allen off the field and we could just run it down their throat. That's kind of how we beat them last year, too. I mean, you, you saw James Robinson yeah. in, like, his only action of last year was feeding him the rock later in the game and just running clock on it. So I, I would love to see it. Matt, do you think it's going to be more of a running-style game, or do you think we're going to see more of the, the passing side of things? Yeah, well, I was looking earlier today, uh, the difference between the two times the Jets played the Bills. And the game they won, they ran the ball 34 times. And the game they lost, they ran it 22 times. Uh, I think they're going to run it somewhere in the high mm -hmm. 20s. So I think they will lean on the run game a little bit. I, I think 30-plus runs is a lot, and that feels uh, a little high. 
But I do think they're going to want to try to get both Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, you know, active and going early and often. And Michael Carter, too. Can't forget him mixing, you know, him in the bunch there as well. But uh, I, I don't think Rodgers is throwing the ball more than, I don't know, 32 times in this game. Like, I don't think he's going to go out there and fire it 45 times for like 400 yards. What do you think, Greenby? Do you think it's going to be more of a running game? I know you I know you want to see like that connection with Rodgers yeah. and, and Wilson early. I think that's something we probably all want to see. So even if it doesn't, you know, necessarily end up in points from those two. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like, you know, and it's funny, as you were saying that, like, that's I totally agree with that. I wasn't insinuating that I want to see a heavy, pass, you know, leaning pass, you know, 50 plus pass, uh, you know, ignoring the run. Uh, but I want to see the connection. When we pass, I want to see Garrett Wilson utilized um, uh, early and often. But I, you know what I think? And, well, what I hope, this is what I think the goal is, and I hope that it happens, okay, is that we are able to get to a point where we're up some, you know, even if, even if it's not that much, but where we are running the ball later in the game, similar to the game that you brought up, Ryan, uh, the first game in Buffalo with James Robinson. I mean, that one fourth quarter drive, we literally pounded it from deep in our own territory all the way down the field. We took care of almost the entire fourth quarter uh, with that drive, and you could see it. The Bills were beaten. You know, they were they were they were huffing and puffing. And um, like, if we can get that sort of thing going, and that's where the running game really starts to you know accrue its numerical stats, I think that would be optimal. Um, but I think they're going to try to establish it early, man. Like you said, keeping them off the field is is always key. Time of possession is key, man. And we saw such a porous, um, you know, uh, attempt at that last year. You know, our offense was out there three plays and the defense was back on the field. You know, we, we saw it time and time and time again. So the ability to keep their offense off the field, keep our defense fresh is going to pay dividends. Yeah, 100%. And I, I don't know if you caught yourself saying it, the Bills were huffing and puffing. I want to put them in a position where <laughs> Huff gets to huff and puff all over these offensive tackles late Ooh, in the game, right? Yeah. yeah I, That's I, right. I, Maybe I we should call them. him Bryce Hufflepuff. Bryce Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, dude, late in the game, you're talking about fresh pass rushers against Josh Allen. Dude, those tackles are going to be tired. We're like six deep on the edge rush side of things. It's going to be exciting. Matt, you dude, think Huff's going to get after it this time? Yeah, I do. I mean, he had the huge play in that game the first time. Um, and I do think the Jets are going to be playing with a lead in this game. Um, so that would then mean Buffalo is going to have to try to throw them to get back into it. And I think that's a perfect time for, you know, Bryce Huff and the rest of those guys to scream off the edge and make some noise. I think Huff's a good one to get in and, and get a sack. And if Will McDonald's getting his action, maybe him too in his first game. Ooh, Will McDonald. Buddy. Almost forgot about him, right? <laughs> Blitz crew. With all the Hufflepuff talk. I, I couldn't. I We're forgot about. I'm excited. Let's see. It's Blitz crazy, crew hopping dude. in. He says, uh, "Love the milk thumb graphic. Can we get? Can we see it multiples? If we hit 50, people are going to start talking about the other offensive lines in the AFC and our defensive line. Yeah, 100. Uh, so if we get up to, let's get up to 100 likes. You guys get up to 100 likes. I'll show the milk thumbs graphic again we've got 245 in here right now i know you guys can get us up over that get us up to 100 i want to see the milk thumbs graphic i might just play it anyway but ryan I mean, yeah. 
Ryan, now real quick, am, am I not keeping tabs on all these folks tonight? Um, let's keep tabs of the super chats because I do still feel like we should we should acknowledge those as well. But those that are joining the Discord, you guys are going to be entered into our giveaway for tonight. So that's our way of trying to push some people over to the Discord. So that's pinned in the live chat. If you guys would like to join that, totally cool. Got a bunch of people in there already. Excited to see who uh, who pops in. We got a bunch of people joining already. One, two. I see uh, AJ Spaz, Diz Ode, Biker Ray, Gangrene Forty Four, L Shonder, Mike, nice. Bryce, Fern Dog, Leonardo, Squirmy Weasel. All you guys joining in. Love it. Squirmy. Squirmy Weasel. Mm. We're at 96. Just four more likes. You get to see the milk thumbs. Wait to see what happens when OnlyFans pops up. <laughs> Someone joins the OnlyFans. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be so good. Oh, so good. Three more likes. It's right there. I know they're there. They're listening. Unless they're afraid of the milk They got thumbs. us. Oh, we're at 99. Here we go. Mm, milk thumbs. <laughs> it tickles oh, man, me. I just get covered every time I. I never. I didn't like think about yeah, that graphic when I'm just getting splattered <laughs> every time that pops oh, up. Dude. Yeah, oh, you're getting no. destroyed, buddy. It's so good. That's all right. That's all. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's say people are going to start talking about other offensive lines in the AFC and our defensive line. Look, I think they're already talking about that. Our defensive line could be the best one in the league. And I think when you're looking at matchups, it all starts in the trenches. Like we're going to be concerned a little bit about our, our offensive line until we can prove that we can stay healthy and, and you know, play as a unit because we haven't really seen these guys play together very frequently. So they're obviously going to be talking about that. Do you think, Matt, they're going to be talking more about our defensive line and other teams' offensive lines by uh, four games into the season? Um, yeah, I hope so. I'm trying to start that narrative already about talking about the other offensive lines in the AFC East, because it feels like the, the jets are the only line that gets talked about in this, you know, negative light where there's some issues with all these teams and their offensive line, the, the Patriots, uh, lost their right tackle. He went to IR. Um, so that's a little sketchy. Uh, the Buffalo bills have a turnstile and Spencer Brown playing right tackle. And the Miami Dolphins, they have Teron Armstead, who's due to miss five games every year, uh, starting at left tackle. So uh, I don't know. All I hear is that the Jets can't win anything because their offensive line's so bad, but I don't hear boo about these other teams. So I already want to start pushing that narrative. Ben Elmore comes in with the Super Chat, says, Buffalo Bills, more like hospital bills after our D-line is done with them. Greenbin, you think these bills are leaving in a body bag? <laughs> uh body bag uh, we're not allowed to say that anymore mr elmore we're not allowed to talk really? like that um we're not allowed Oops. to hit we're not allowed to say things that are mean do you think we'll the pull their team. flags off of them for their flag football game that's that what i think ben we're gonna repackage your your question to do we think that we will aggressively pull their flags from their hips and the answer is yes we're gonna pull those flags yeah dude i hope i mean look i don't want anybody to get injured and that's sincere mm -hmm. right but I hope we knock the living hell out of them. Now, I, I want teams to leave playing the New York Jets like, holy shit, they're on another level. Like, they're not, they are, they're here to destroy everybody. And that's what I want to see. And if there's a few penalties here and there, um, you know, I, I did a video a couple years ago, maybe last year or whatever, 
like identifying, like really looking into the types of penalties that linemen, both on the defensive and offensive line, get called for. What are they? Like we look, oh, the guy has, you know, eight penalties and this, but what are they? Is it, you know, is it holding? Is it, um, you know, a necessary roughness? for those types of guys. And there are penalties that are tone setters that you kind of need. Not that I want to be penalized, of course, but there are the types of penalties that, that kind of set a tone and let first and goal know on the that one, <laughs> our defense smacks the center in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know sides. what I mean? Legal hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like those kinds of things that, that, that set the tone for the whole game and let them know you, we all know the term hearing footsteps. Well, what, what makes a wide receiver or any receiver, a back, a tight end, whoever, uh, hear footsteps? It's getting rocked. That's what it is. And when they're going over the middle the next time, they think about that. It's, it's inherent. And I played football, and I've done that. I, know, I remember that, that, that feeling, wondering where that, that son of a bitch that made me see stars, where is he? You know what I mean? You're kind of checking, and you can drop passes that way. You make silly mistakes that way. And uh, hitting's part of the game. I hope the NFL doesn't make it a touch league uh, before too long because it's uh, it's definitely heading in a softer direction. But for this week, we're going to see some hitting, and I hope it's a lot of it. And without the body bags, I do hope that there's some uh, some blood, some some bruises, things like that. Douglas, I'm going to have you hop the line. I'll get to James Blitz and Candy Boot in just a second. Uh, Douglas drops it with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. He says, I see it going one of two ways. Either the Bills will get steamrolled 34 to 7 with a touchdown in garbage time to avoid the shutout, or it's going to be a close back and forth 2017 Jets win. One thing that I feel very confident about is our special teams compared to where it's been the last few years. Now, last year we had Zerline, obviously, so I'm, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with him, but dude has been automatic in training camp this entire off season. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I would love to see the blowout. I would love nothing more than to send a statement on national TV. Matt, what do you think we're yeah. going to see? You think it's going to be closer to that 34 seven, or you think it's be closer to the 2017 kind of game? Um, closer to the second one. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, 23, 20, something like that. 24, 17 maybe it's a touch to a one score game I, I would say it's a one score game i don't think either one of these teams is significantly better than the other to the point where it's going to be a two score game green Bean, what about you you think it's me close to that 34 to 7 or you think it's me close to that 20 to 17 type score i i do think it's going to end up being closer to the second the latter but I get the point by by Douglas. I, I I can totally see what you're saying. And it's one of those types of situations where, you know, we've seen it many times. You know, teams just get on a roll and the other team just can't seem to get out of their way. Momentum is a big one. Uh, unquantifiable up to this point in our day and age. We haven't figured out how to take a pill and create momentum or statistically, you know, really, um, you know, assess momentum but it's real it's very real it's a very real thing the ball bounces the wrong way when the mo you know mo momentum's going against you uh you know oh, everything just seems to happen the wrong way and if that sort of thing takes place with all the energy in met life which i believe is going to be extremely high potentially the highest ever for a jets game i think this game uh has the potential to be the loudest met life has ever been for a jets game 
And I think with all of that 9-11, you know, Monday night, all those types of factors, if there is the beginning of a role, I could see it turning into a route where the Bills are just kind of demoralized. That said, I think it's more likely that we'll see a 2017 type of a game, maybe, you know, 28-17, something like that. But uh, I do think we're going to win, and I think we're going to win in a confident way. I don't think we're going to be, uh, you know, lucking out in this one. I think we're going to, I think we're going to beat them up. I think it's going to be a two-score game with the final drive coming from Buffalo, and they're going to need like an onside kick to make it close. Jets are going to win by four points at the end of this game after the Bills score, not in garbage time, but like Jets aren't going to be really trying to stop it. That's what I'm hoping. Boys and girls, we are doing a giveaway at the end of the show. All you got to do is join the Discord. We started a new Talking Jets Discord, so if you want to check that out, it's pinned in the live chat. Make sure you head over there. We're moving on to James. James hops in with Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says, people tend to forget the Bills have never seen Brees Hall. And if we win the toss, would you rather see the offense or defense first? Let's go Jets. I think if we win the toss, we're definitely sending our defense out first. We're going to try and set the tone against Buffalo early. I don't think we're going to send Rodgers out there first because if we do that and it like kind of flops initially, then I think it's going to be a little bit more of like a uh-oh <laughs> kind of mentality. And you might see momentum swing in like an unnecessary way. Greenbean, I'll throw this one to you first. What do you think, uh, offense or defense first? You know, I like your logic. I was initially thinking that they would want to just stick Rodgers out there and kind of capitalize on on the early, you know, loudness of the stadium and everything and just use that momentum. If Rodgers is able to, you know, you know, go out there uh, on the backs of the 12th man and just drive down the field and score a touchdown, that alone might be too much for the Bills to, uh, you know, to come back from for a while. So, but but I I think you might be right. I think they'll send the defense out. It's kind of the hallmark of our team, the Aaron Rodgers piece, the offense. I think that's gonna we're gonna take a little bit of time to really set that up. But I can see it going both way. But I think both ways. But I think you're probably right. How do you think the Bills handle Brees Hall, Greenbean? That was the other part of this question too. I, I don't want to glance over. Well, that's a great that's a great point. You know, they've never seen Brees Hall. Um, I just don't, you know, I'm still interested to see how much they're going to run him week one, you know, uh, especially having Dalvin cook and Michael Carter, uh, ready to go. I just, I don't know. Um, I'd love to see Reese Hall just kind of take off and show what he is right away. He had a, he had a rough game one last year. Granted, it was his first ever game in the NFL. He had that dropped pass. He had a couple, you know, he didn't look all that wonderful week, uh, week one. But uh, I don't know. I think um, I think he's a game changer. So who knows, man? Who knows? It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to learn this one. Matt, how you feeling? You think you send in the offense or defense out first? Uh, to me, it's more about getting the ball at the half after halftime. So that's why I want to do it more so than putting either the offense or defense out on the field first to set some kind of statement. I want the ball to start the second half. So I would always defer. Um, that's just my my preference, I, especially because teams like New England in their heyday and now Kansas City, they do it a lot. Like you go down and score right before the half and then you get the ball at a halftime. And like that's how it's like, oh, you know, you're still kind of hanging in this game. It's like 13 six and then you blink and it's like 24 six then, you know, after they score right before the half and then put up with some more points uh, to, to open the third quarter. And with Brees, I, I don't know how much you know, usage he's going to get in this one. 
Um, last year in the first game of the year, he had six carries. He's coming off the injury. I would think Dalvin gets a few more, but maybe somewhere like eight to 10 carries for Brees Hall would be my guess. Yeah, I'm hoping for like 15 touches or f- like targets included in that. So like if if Brees is targeted like 15 times between rushes and, you know, aerial passing targets, that's kind of what I'd like to see. Um, some plus or minus, you know, a little bit. I, I think they do err on the a little bit more side of caution with with Hall. And I agree. I would send the defense out first normally anyway, even if Rodgers was not here. I like the ball after half. But I think as much as fans want to see Rodgers right now, imagine how loud that stadium is going to be if you shut down Josh Allen and then you send Rodgers out on the field and then you score a touchdown and you're getting the ball back after half. That's how, that's like the best part about it is like, God forbid something goes wrong in the first half. You're at least getting the ball at the beginning of the second half to try and set the tone and swing momentum the other way. So I think that is very, very important. And we just got Blitz Crew donating five OnlyFans memberships. So guess oh. what you get to see? Do it! Oh, it's so good. Ooh. It's so good. Champagne everywhere. <laughs> uh, only the best. Thank you, Blitz Crew. Uh, you're the, the man. Stuff. And boys and What's girls, that? if you're hopping into the chat for the first time, make sure. Mm, milk thumbs. You hit those milk <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> I want to see it. Let's get this up over 200 likes. We got over 340 people in the chat right now. But we move on. Blitz Crew hops in. Blitz Crew, thank you so much for the super chat and for all the memberships you just donated. Thoughts on the Green Mile for the defensive line nickname, as in death row for quarterbacks and running backs. Green Mile's good. I like that. Uh, what was it? it? Was like the New York sack exchange, but it was like slightly different, right? Like it was a sack with a Q, I think, is what we sort of that reminded that- me. Yes. Okay, I've had someone call in for like three weeks in a row and has very much so wanted me to let you guys know that he has the the name. Um, mm. So this one's for Blaze. Uh, he wants it to be Monsters of Destruction. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I heard that call. Yeah. Yeah, he called in again this week, so I, I wanted to... Uh, oh, he doubled down. There. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters of Destruction. We should do, do a think- poll. I mean, I wonder what's going to stick. The Green Mile's good, I got to say. Let's see. You know, let, making let, let's it like it's... We'll throw a poll question in there. Um, we'll do nickname for D-line. We'll say Green Mile. What was the other one, Matt? Uh, the Monsters of Destruction. The Mod Squad. Destruction. Yeah, right. Hope I spelled that right. That's not right. That's a red squiggle right there. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, we got Sachs, Fifth Ave. Is Fifth spelt out or is it 5th? What? Is uh, Sachs, Fifth Ave, is it F uh, I think it's like, is it spelt out or is it the number five? It's spelled out. Spelled out. All I right. just Googled it. Fifth. I don't know. I see I see it with a number here. Oh, spelled out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I see it both ways. That's weird. Let me do this. All right. Poll question 
is in the chat. You guys can vote on that and also join the Discord at the same time. Uh, we got oh, Candy yes, Boot. Candy Boot coming in there saying, hey, Matt, why do I feel like the Billy Beeston, Beeston? Beeston character that calls your show is Green Bean playing with you? Haha, <laughs> excited to uh, for the season, boys, J-E-T-S. <laughs> so this has got to be a, a frequent call, Billy Matt, I guess. This is, it's, he has the last name wrong. It's Billy Billstein. Billy Billstein uh, is a recurring caller on the, and his uh, identity is unknown. I mean, we are not, I don't think it's Green Bean. Green Bean's a loyal listener. Uh, I don't think he's a caller. Have you ever yeah. seen Green Bean and Billy in the same location at the same time? No, we've never no, seen no. Billy. Right? See, well, I, I don't know. I've never oh, seen you in that. Let me say this. We had a waitress Let me say at, our, this. at our restaurant, and we never saw the waitress or the bear that was tearing up our garbage cans at the same time, so we just assumed it might have been the same person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can say I have a suspicion that Green Bean and Billy Bilstein have been seen in the same place at the same time, but I can't confirm. Interesting. It's not me. How much, I'll tell you. It's Green Bean's alter ego. Andrew Yale drops in, says, how sweet will the 80s jerseys be under the lights? Let's effing go. Yeah, those throwbacks with, ooh, Aaron Rodgers donning it, Monday Night Football, National TV. I just want Monday to get here so bad. It's like Christmas morning, and I'm just like chomping at the bit the entire week leading up to it, and I can't wait. So, Andrew, we're all right there with you. Blitz Crew drops in, says, Ryan, these new graphics, you like facials, huh? Yeah, I when I built it, there was like a green screen component to that. <laughs> and I didn't it never occurred to me that I'm in the middle of this screen. So yeah. Yep. Yes. I'm not gonna say the word out loud, but yep. Uh Douglas <laughs> drops in with a super chat. Douglas says, first weekend of college football is over. Who do you want us to take with the sixty-fourth pick? By the way, milk thumbs, utterly ridiculous. Mm, yeah. Milk thumbs. Ooh, utterly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so who do I want us to take? Look, I'll be honest, I didn't watch super closely other than like the extreme highlights of like Colorado versus TCU and like Caleb Williams awesome. just doing his thing. Incredible, dude. Like there's some really special players coming out and there's a really good shot that the Cardinals are going to have like two or three top five picks by the time this is all said and done. It, it's Or actually, well, they wouldn't have two or three. It would be two. The Texans already have potentially two. Just nuts. There could be a team that winds up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Matt, what did you think of this past college football weekend? Yes, I was watching the Colorado TCU game, uh, and I was glad that I was tuned in for it. It was an epic game. Um, the the kid who could play two ways uh, at oh. corner and wide receiver was unbelievable. And Dion's son can play, man. I was I was curious to see how he would transfer over. Like Jackson State, obviously the competition level is not necessarily the same as what Colorado is. So like I knew he was putting up good numbers there, but I was curious to see what it would be like, you know, against some steeper competition. And he balled out. He threw for 500 yards and four touchdowns. This guy's an animal. Absolutely insane. Greenman, you watch any college football this past weekend? Uh, only a little. I got to watch some of the Florida State uh, game, but I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the whole game and I wasn't able to watch much more than that, but I did watch highlights 
So I support what is being said. Amazing stuff. It's going to be really great to look into some of these guys. And like you mentioned, the Cardinals. Dude, did you see the car- Gannon, the big speech from Gannon uh, to the Cardinals? Did you see that? I did not. No. I did oh, not. that was brutal. Oh, my God. Brutal. That was terrible. Dude, I, I mean, I, I was Adam almost thinking like- it was like, this can't be real. Like, that's what I was thinking. Anybody drive here? Yeah. Today? Let me take the bus. Take the bus. It's about winning. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we talking was, about? And they were showing I the players. That's, like, like, that's got to be what a Gase team meeting was like, right? Just awkward. Well, if, <laughs> yeah. If Jamal Adams, you know, Jamal Adams said he didn't have those. Remember, he never addressed the team. Probably that's why. Oh, maybe yeah. that's what he sounded like. So no, the real, Cardinals wait. are tanking, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%. there's no way. No. They made Kyler a captain way. for like show purposes more than anything else. Cause dude, they're shipping his ass off as soon as they get done with the season. They're gonna, they're probably gonna like, they're like, oh, he might be able to come back, uh, or we'll IR him, or we're gonna field such a horrible team that he can't have success and we're gonna guarantee ourselves the first overall pick. They're definitely gunning yeah. for Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Agreed. That no kid's doubt. special too. Some of the shit he does, like Mahomes esque like another step up <laughs> even like I know obviously he's got to do it in the NFL to, for it to be, you know, anything like that, but crazy stuff. What did you guys think? Um, I saw something in relation to, uh, Oh, it was the, the Connor McGovern comments with, uh, we got the, the bad apples off the team. Do you think yeah. he was specifically talking about Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims, or do you think there's other players involved in there? And if so, who do you think they were? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, so I was joking when I, I don't know if I tweeted it. I said to someone, I think someone sent it to me. I was like, he, he's got to be talking about Darnold, right? Joking, because obviously, <laughs> they, I mean, like, I, I think uh, more Mims, Adams wasn't really, they didn't really overlap. It was like, it was four like a couple months, months when Connor first got here, right? Like, like they never yeah. actually played together. Yeah. Um, I'm trying it's to think be Elijah, if anyone right? else. I guess I w- I guess so. Like there's no one else, unless there's some like guy. The floor. Uh, Brain man Maybe? was Brain man. The locker room cancer. <laughs> you son of a bitch! You no, cost us Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everybody yelling at him all the time. <laughs> Maybe it was Nathan Shepard. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Elijah Moore and Michael Floor. That's who it was. It was Elijah Moore and Michael Floor because you know the team was obviously not happy with Elijah Moore, whether they're friends with him or not, that whole thing. But LaFleur was uninspiring, didn't develop anybody, you know, was kind of stuck in his little routines and, and they noticed that stuff. And, you know, it's like, I'm sure Elijah Moore, again, while I don't support or agree with anything that he did, the way he carried himself, I'm sure he was merely the voice of a lot of feelings going around in, inside the locker room there. So some guys are going to be able to hold themselves more professionally. He was not for myriad reasons. We know about his agent and the other receivers, and he's friends with A.J. Brown and and D.K. Metcalf and Debo Samuel, all those guys who stomped their feet uh, last year as well. So uh, I think he's more more likely referencing those two individuals because um, they were, you know, there was a rift there. 
You know, they, again, everybody, they're all in the same building. The, you know, the, the, the term, there's a pink elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, that's what was going on. They probably felt it every, every week. Especially during yeah, the losing can, streak. Yeah, I was going to say, you can feel when there's an awkward tension. And I feel like the LaFleur more dynamic more than anything else was the, the tipping point. You know, once more went off when we were on a winning streak, that was the kiss of death. And it seemed like originally I was like, man, some of these players got to be a little irritated because I'm sure more was vocalizing what some of them might have been feeling. But then like, oh, we want to keep him on the team. We now are about to get like Aaron Rodgers and he's gone. And it's like, oh, wait, what's going on? But it seems like this team's kind of like clearly they're all moving in the in the same direction. And it's across the coaching staff. It's across the players. So I actually I really liked what what McGovern said. Makes me feel better about the uh, the locker room, better than I already felt. Uh, Crossfire jumps in. He says, when are we thinking about giving away the two tickets that Crossfire is donating to the group by Jets Chargers November 6th, Monday Night Football. Crossfire bought two tickets. We're going to give those away. Crossfire, I'm thinking a month in advance. So let's give them away the beginning of October. I think that's enough time nice. for someone to to kind of organize themselves to to get here what do you think green bean you think a month is is good i say we we, i say we wait until crossfire literally can't take it anymore (laughs) he's demanding that we give him away a day of (laughs) yeah Yeah. we forgot to do it we forgot i'm sorry no i'm just kidding uh yeah that sounds good a month what do you think man a month before want to be like yeah, like we're the excitement for that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Building. I feel like the, the excitement's not yeah. built there yet because we're just excited for week one, let alone like oh. you know, week nine. <laughs> we got some time on. Yeah, no, exactly. I I think that makes a, a ton of sense. There's, you know, a few home games that they're going to play before that, but you want to give them enough time to get things in order for the, for the giveaway if they're traveling a certain distance to to get there and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with like a month before early October. Sure. Maybe we create a channel within our discord and anyone that wants to be qualified for those tickets posts in that discord channel. I think that's what we'll, want. that's a way to do it. Cause then at least we get people over to the discord and we kind of pick from people that can actually go. Like I would hate to pick someone that like the same reason we, we gave away the, the training camp tickets. We want to give them to someone that can actually go to it. We don't want to give them away to someone that's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, not actually show up. It doesn't matter. I, you know, we want people to be there and show out. Of course. So yes, Crossfire. We will definitely do that. We're excited. Uh, Party with Peg and Artie. What's up, guys? Says, we waited months. This Aaron Rodgers drama, then waited for camp. Now we're down to six days. Let's effing go. Party with Peg and Artie. Completely, completely agree. Way too amped up. Um, you know, I've been telling you guys, I'm wearing my playoff underwear since the last time we went to the playoffs and daddy needs a new <laughs> pair of underwear. So we got to get to these playoffs because I'm smelling stanky right now. <laughs> oh, glad to have you. Oh, hey, got to do Horatio. what you got to do, right? We all, right. We all take one for the team. I was trying to, I think I have odd things growing in my pants now. Um, that sounds weird. Oh, no. Horatio. Oh, <laughs> hanging in here says any chance davis returns for the playoffs i've heard this comment brought up a few times could Corey davis come out of retirement and get back on the field closer to the playoffs i think i would welcome him with open arms because i mean at that point you're not taking on the 10.5 million dollar cap hit you're only taking on whatever is remaining 
of the season. So if it was 10.5 divided by 17, you know, however many games, that's what it would wind up being. Um, I'm all about it. I don't know how in football shape he'll be and like how ready he'll be to go. But if we sustain an injury, especially one to like Lazard or uh, one of those types of players, I would welcome Corey Davis back. I think he's probably done though. I don't think he's going to come out of retirement. Matt, what do you think about uh, Corey Davis? You think he comes out of retirement for the playoffs? Um, well, I think it's interesting the phrasing that they use. Like, they didn't necessarily say retired. They said he's stepping away. So if whatever happens or whatever's going on in his life is cleared up and he wants to return, and, the, I mean, he's still on their contract with the Jets, then then possibly. But I, I, I don't know. Again, I, we have no idea what what's going on and why he wanted to step away in the first place. But I would think that's a pretty quick turnaround uh, for him to come right back and, and play in a couple months from now. Grimmy, what do you think? Dave's coming out of uh, retirement or coming back from his time away, come back for the playoffs. It's going to be hard when it's going to be tough when we already have Mike Evans, uh, you know, on the roster. You're the trade. Right? We're going to trade. Him for, I wonder if they go to, do you think they go to Davis? And they say, okay, one last chance. You want to come back. Otherwise we're pulling the trigger on this trade. Or just like maybe they just maybe the, he comes back and we trade him uh, to the Bucks in the in the package for Mike Evans and then he retires on them. That would be great. Think? It's like hey Wouldn't yeah I want to want to retire down in Florida. <laughs> Perfect. They're going down that way for Mike Evans. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Greg hops in with Excuse his member me. super chat. Thank you so much, Greg. He says Thursday night is a good scouting mission to prepare for Week Three when we beat Kansas City. It's actually Week Four. Uh, when we beat Kansas City, we will have uh, we will have arrived. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of eyes on on the Jets, specifically Week One, Week Two. I guess because we're against Dallas, and Dallas always draws a big crowd. But I feel like if you can take care of the AFC opponents, being the Bills, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Broncos, those four. If you could pick four games to win, those would be the four you want to do. And if you could wind up beating Kansas City, that would be great. Travis Kelsey has a uh, an ACL. Everything's intact, but I guess he's got yeah. like a knee hyperextension or something like that. So he's going to be a little gimpy. I don't think he's going to play this Thursday. Who knows if this is like a lingering issue, but I would say this, the Jets defense, I trust them against any team's offense in the NFL, including Kansas City. And it's just a matter of can our offense put up points on Kansas City's defense? And I think with Aaron Rodgers, we can. Matt, what are your thoughts about the scouting mission that we can see for Thursday night? <laughs> when we go against Kansas city week four. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I definitely think it's someone that you should keep a close eye on. Like that's obviously an opponent that's coming up relatively soon. It's early on in the season. Uh, I, we don't know the extent of Travis Kelsey's injury. I don't think he plays on Thursday, but who knows if he's back for week four and, and he's their, you know, best offensive player, not named Patrick Mahomes. So um, it, it's going to be really important. Uh, for him to be in the lineup and I'm sure their offense would look really really different with him versus without him but yeah it, you, you kind of know what you're getting right they they focus on the tight end and Patrick Mahomes is just on a level of his own and can do things that no one else on this planet can can do so the, the recipe I think stays pretty similar you got to get home with your four and everyone's got to be able to cover. So the, the Jets luckily have a very, very good pass rush and guys who can cover. So um, I think it should be a great game. Green Bean, what do you think? Good scouting opportunity for the Jets this Thursday night? Yeah, but I also, I agree with the Kels sentiment. It's, uh, I mean, he's 
he's a stud. And you know what? I would hate to see him play Gimpy because, you know, you know, and this is my old PTSD coming back. Generally speaking, when there's a guy that's kind of, you know, banged up, but he's playing anyway, he tends to have hero ball games against the Jets. And I don't want to see anything like that. So, um, you know, I'm rooting for him not to be able, you know, to be so injured that he can't play this season or that it just lingers and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of what they can do without him uh, week one. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and those guys. Let's see what they can pull together, uh, you know, for 2023. I mean, they're going to be a good offense with Mahomes back there. But I think Kelsey is a big, a big deal for that offense. So um, if he's out, it's going to be real interesting to see how they perform without him. So, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity to take a look and kind of pre-scout this team that we're going to be playing. Not looking ahead, of course. We're not allowed to do that. We stay with the week that we're on. We know the rules. But it's still going to be fun to see them, knowing that we play them in the very near future. Crossfire wanted to hop in and said uh, he's going on a cruise between October 5th and 14th. So anytime after that or before that. So I think we go before October 5th. So that way we give people like that extra uh, little bit of time there, Crossfire. Uh, Where are you going on a cruise, by the way? I want to know. So throw that in the chat. I'll uh, put it in a poll. Where's he going? Yeah. Where do we think Crossfire's <laughs> going? Bahamas. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. He's never going to come back then. Uh, we, don't want to see that. we want him back. No, I don't want to see that. Iceland. Well, it, it's summer. So I don't know, man. Maybe you go, you, you take a break from summer and you go to Alaska. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard Alaska's beautiful. I've never been up that way. Oh, I did it. It's amazing. Yeah. I want to go to. Amazing. Um, oh, dang it. What the heck's the name of that beautiful place in Canada with the awesome clear water? I'm going to know it. It's a popular place. I don't know. Did I ever Not tell you guys this story about my uh, my uh, cruise to Alaska? Crossfire says Nova Scotia. Let's hear it. Nova Scotia. Oh, very yeah, cool. There you yeah. go. Yeah, when I, was, uh, when I went to Alaska, I went with my then-girlfriend's family Uh I wasn't married yet. So I was like still getting to know this family and they took me on a cruise with them up to Alaska. And I had a lot of, this was me just coming out of my previous life of troublesome meddling green bean. Right. So I, I, I said, you know, I, there was still some potential outstanding warrants around the country and stuff that I was trying to take care of. So we went on, we went to, I told my, I told my, my wife that there's the potential that they're going to get me. Right. So, you know, just I tried to take care of everything I could. I got my passport. So I seemed good. When we came back, we did the whole trip and we came back into port in Seattle. Um, we got a knock on our cabin door at like five in the morning. Right. And then they're like, is, uh, you know, my name, there was Kyle in there. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. She's like, what's going on? I said, I'm getting arrested. So I opened a door, Seattle police, U.S. Customs and Norwegian head of security were there and they did this whole thing. And I talked my way out. They came there to arrest me, but it would happen to be my the day I had 18 months sober. And the Seattle police officer who was kind of running the show, his cousin was an addict on the streets in Seattle. And then the conversation turned into this. How did I do it? And. And uh, he, he just said, hey, look, we're not going to ruin that street. Go take care of this warrant. It's in Los Angeles. And uh, and we're going to let you go. So they ended up letting me go because I started because of the guys, 
you know, feelings on addiction. He was very emotional. It was interesting. But they that's came huge. to get that, me, man. No, that's really cool. Now, did you take care of the 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 warrant or did you like dip out after that? No, I'm on the run still. <laughs> just, you, you were hiding in the woods in California. That's oh, why no, I live he's in not Virginia, back man. in Cali. Yeah. That's the real yeah. reason the, no, took, the, the roller coaster tour ended. I, yeah. yeah, no, that's why I took care of all that stuff. Yeah, I had to take care of that. In order, I couldn't get, you know, I, I couldn't get a driver's license. I couldn't get, you know, lots of things. I had to take care of it all. I had thousands and thousands of dollars. I had warrants in New... I had three cities in New Jersey. I had uh, two or three in Los Angeles County. I had a Las Vegas warrant and maybe somewhere else. I was, I was running around a lot making making tr trouble, you know? But yeah, I had to clean all that stuff up. So what Crossfire was talking about just before uh, this was our group buy. Link is in the description. Yeah. If you guys would like to come with us to Jets Chargers, Monday night football. We got tickets available. We're going on the field pregame, going to tailgate Joe's tailgate beforehand. We're pumped on it. We're going to have a huge crew of people coming out. Crossfire is giving away two tickets that we're going to give away either at, we'll call it the end of September, whatever that, that show is prior to that October 5th date. Uh, that'll be when we actually give away the tickets that way. Crossfire, you can see who we give them away to and uh, should be a lot of fun. Get a shirt, so, hang out with us. October, October 3rd. Ah, see, I, I love how Is Crossfire deliberately planned his cruise around the Talking Jet show. Yeah, October 3rd's a Tuesday, so I mm -hmm. guess that works, right? I think so. So Crossfire, October 3rd, is when the giveaway's happening. And now we've got there you go. 421 people in this chat. We don't even have 200 likes. Boys and girls. Mmm, milk thumbs. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs. <laughs> Let's get the likes going up in here. Want to see it. It's so good. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's so good. It's the kind of chaos you What's see better? Do you like that or do you like that or the freeze better? Ooh, I really like the freeze. The freeze like has some power to it. The milk thumbs though, like little behind the scenes action here. I was telling Matt and Greenbean how I had to come up with this. I was going through our old streams and I was trying to find a, an audio clip of Greenbean making the, the sucking sound. And then I, then I YouTube sucking sounds and that was a horrible idea. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm trying terrible. to strip the audio from it. I'm like, this That's isn't going to be good. So this is like one o'clock at night. I got my headphones in and I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I can just film myself doing this and I'll just take the audio from that. So Becca's laying right next to me. I go, Mm, milk <laughs> and Becca's like the hell are you doing I was like I'm deranged I'm sorry <laughs> this is so no stupid I, I had brought my laptop yeah. to work today I was like yo you gotta check this out this is the most ridiculous thing ever they're like how are you in how are you hired here <laughs> why do you have a job <laughs> you're, you're, you're ridiculous I would say I like the freeze yeah, the, something, the freeze something, something special yeah, about getting cut off mid-sentence <laughs> there is uh, I've become very used to it you know, anytime there's a $10 or above super chat, I tend to be talking and Ryan's like, hey, it's like, okay. But the freeze is brilliant. Yeah. You know what? As a matter of fact, I got to do a bio break right now. It frees me. So show everybody what it looks like. I'll be right Boom. Back. Green bean, freeze bean, frozen beans. I love it. See, cause his so face good. comes up. It does the little frozen frosty sound effect. He can't talk. There's a countdown. They're, they're all very, very good. But I think freeze is the top tier for me. That's like oh, such a good one. I do thoroughly enjoy the chicken. Listen, you're out of here. 
I'm a big fan of chicken. We don't use it on this show. That's mainly like no. getting ejected from the call-in show, though. I should do it when we get no. a comment that we don't like. That really should happen more frequently. Yeah. Disappointed in myself. Yeah. No, but we can, we can, we can yeah. do our own gimmicks and stuff. I like it. We can. I like this. Any of the, like, if you guys come up with anything that you think would be really fun, we can have some fun with that. And ooh, Chrome, I see your comment. What is this, Around the Horn? This is actually, so Talking Jets was supposed to be an Around the Horn style show. And it was going to be like point based and like elimination stuff. But we're actually not we're but like the AFC's roundtable is doing something similar to that uh, on Mondays. So that's kind of cool. Um, Blitz crew hops in, says, do they still do those Jets cruises? I have no idea. What's um, the Jets? Do cruise? you know anything about these Jets cruises? Who, me? Yeah, you. I, I don't know. I'm cold. I'm frozen. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Jets cruises? I don't know about that. I know there's I all kinds assume... of rock and roll cruises and kiss cruises and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't heard about the Jets one. I want to go on a Disney cruise when the girls get old enough. I feel like that would be magical. Yeah. Princesses and stuff. Bam. Oh, yeah. That's the good. Oh, yeah. It looks like in like 2015 they did Jets cruises. Ah, so just a tick under a decade ago. Good job, Blitz Crew. Gonna have to get on. Good memory. (laughs) (laughs) I want to bring our attention to Scott Bodier. Bodier? Bodier? Gifting 10 OnlyFans memberships. Yeah! Thank you so much, Scott. Boys and girls, drop your J-E-T-S in the chat. Check out all those new emojis. We got some F-bombs in there as well. And don't forget to click on the link in the live chat, the Discord, if you guys would like to join that uh, totally free and you get entered into our t-shirt giveaway or shirt, jersey giveaway, depending on what the wheel ends up spinning onto. I'm going to end our poll right now. It looks like Saks Fifth Ave with 44% of the vote was the winner. Um, It's so good. Green Mile did come up. 30% 30% though. So Blitz Crew was pretty much spot on there. New York Sack Exchange got 15%. That was with uh, spelt with a Q. Monsters of Destruction, 9%. That was 210 votes. Yeah, I voted for the Sacks Fifth Avenue. I think it's unique enough. I like mm-hmm. the idea behind the Q in the Sack, but it's still mm-hmm. the Sack Exchange. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Agreed. I think Saks Fifth Ave oh. is just such a clean name for what this could yeah. be, especially since people were calling it Zach's Fifth Ave at one point. It just kind of like yeah, a nice little transition yeah, into a better. So I will say I feel you know I feel for Blaze with the Monsters of Destruction, but he got nine percent, so he's not alone. That's solid. You know, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, we've got Douglas. Coming in with Super Chat. Thank you, Doug. This graphics you have are cool, but Jake Asman's Shadow Realm is next level. It really is good. I really yeah. like his Shadow Realm. I was on there on Friday, and, like, the animation with Stewie and the Italian, like, you know, throwing the hands up and talking about the Giants uh, podcast dude that was all upset about Aaron Rodgers, and, like, oh, he's soft. He's soft. Love the Shadow Realm. Oh, yeah. It's done well. It's awesome. It's done real well. I got to figure out how to make like mouths move on like cartoons and things like that. Cause I feel like I could have fun with that. Yeah. Gator does that stuff, man. We got to find, we got to get in touch with Gator. Yeah. Gator. Yeah. If you're in the chat, I want to reach out to you. If not, I'll just reach out to you on Twitter and see if we can figure out something. Maybe you can make us like a, a talking jets intro or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. 
Be fun. Dumb. See what he comes up with. We've got uh, Blitzcrew asking us, what are they going to get for Kyler Murray? I don't know. I, I, I would not trade for Kyler if I was a team in need of oh. a quarterback. Like, I don't like Kyler Murray, and it's mainly because you had to put in a you must study at least five hours a week or whatever it is <laughs> like Dude. into his $150 million contract or $200 million contract, whatever you wind up signing. Like, if you have to put that type of stipulation into a contract, even though you pulled it out, if you have to put that in, don't give the guy the money. That is a horrible, 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 uh, you know, precedent to send, I think. And it, it sends a horrible message around the league. Uh, I don't know, Greenbean, what do you think Kyler Murray's worth? Well, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. It's reminiscent of the uh, LaMarcus Russell stuff, you know, that the old story where the offensive coordinator gave him a, you know, back in the days of DVDs, <laughs> he gave him a DVD mm -hmm. and said, this is our game plan for whatever. And he said, I want you to take a look at it. And I want you to tell me your, your, you know, what you think. And he came back the next day or whatever. And he said, oh, I think it's great. I think it's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. And it was nothing on it. So, um, you know, it's kind of in that same pocket. Like if you have to do that kind of stuff with the supposed leader of your team, there's an issue, man. Um, now maybe you can overcome it. Okay. But there's an issue there. And the fact that they thought it important enough to put in the contract is a red flag. Now, I'm no contract guy, as you guys know. I, I can barely count to once I get past six, seven, I, I start to lose track. Um, but it looks to me like Kyle's Kyle, Kyler Murray's contract is not fun uh, for somebody that you don't believe is going to be able to, you know, be a, a, a very effective starting quarterback for your team. So what are they going to get for him? You know, next year his cap hit is 51 million, then 45, then 55, then 43. So let me you rattle know. it off real quick. His yeah. his cap oh, hits if traded. Guy. Yeah, if traded, 2024, his cap hit would be 37 million. Uh in 2025, his cap hit would be 29 million, just under 30 million. Uh 2026 would be about what is that? just under 40 million. And the way his contract works is very similar to Patrick Mahomes. So each year in March, I think it's, is it March 17th? Maybe March 25th, March 22nd on March 22nd of each year. So like in 2024, March 22nd, his 2025 salary is going to be guaranteed. So it's always working one year ahead. Um, so it's not terrible if traded for, especially if the cap goes up the way we expect it to go up but it's just a lot of money to pay to someone that you don't think is going to study your playbook. Yeah. There you Sketchy. go. A little, a little better than I see, but uh, yeah, still not awesome. You know, 37 million for a guy you're going to try to motivate. To, you know what I mean? To, to, to learn your offense and be a part of the whole game plan. I don't know, man. And the, the injuries, dude, you know, I mean, yeah. he's a small guy, like little tiny fella. So where do you think he goes, Matt? If you had to guess, if there was a team out there that would be making a move, which one do you kind of think might be the one to pull the trigger on him? Um, that's This is so hard because, like, would we have, at this time last year, would we have had the Jets trading for a quarterback? Probably not. So, um, yeah. May, Washington? Maybe. I could see Washington Ooh. being one of those, depending on how Hal 
performs this year. I, I can think see that. Vegas maybe could Ooh. possibly be in that sort of realm. It kind of depends on what happens with uh, McDaniels, I think. I don't think he's going to be there after this year. I think his ass is getting canned. No, I'm with you. Um, what other teams, Green Bean? Uh, or are you Matt? Go ahead, Matt. Matt's on deck. He's got uh, something ready. I was going to say... Well, it also depends on where these teams finish in the standings because the quarterbacks coming out are interesting. But if you kind of find yourself in no man's land, um, I was going to say Atlanta, potentially. Mm. What about Miami if Tua can't stay healthy? I know the exercise is fifth-year option. Could that like possibly happen, maybe? It could. It could. I mean, think about it. Well... (laughs) I mean, look again. Belichick just I, decides I, he wants to win, and he's not gonna. It's not gonna. He's not gonna get the record if Mac Jones keeps winning six games a year. So he go, tries to go get a different quarterback. Yeah, well, that's the whole right. It's like when you look at that that kind of desperation move. I mean, I, it would be for a team. I think Miami would be more likely because they're you know if if something were to happen to Tua and then Mike White's ribs or ankles or wrists all break. Um, you know, they have a team that's built, you know, uh, to win. Like they, you know, I think it would be more likely to see a team that could, you know, hopefully squeeze the lemon of Kyler Murray, just inject him into the team and already have everything in place as opposed to the Pats who, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not overlooking them. They still freak me out. I'm not like, you know, I think we're going to beat them this year, but I'm, you know, for whatever reason, we just haven't, right? So I don't want to just assume. So they still scare me. But when you look at them on paper, they're not a very formidable offense. I don't know what Kyler Murray is going to, you know, you know, coming to them, I think, is not necessarily as attractive uh, for whatever they're going to have to give up for them uh, as maybe Miami. Miami would be in desperation mode and and just – kind of pull the trigger and figure whatever monetary stuff they have to figure out to do it. Um, where the Pats, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Miami traded a first round pick for a quarterback that never took a snap for them in Tom Brady <laughs> with them, uh, you know, tampering with him. Oh, I, yeah. I saw a few people putting in the chat, uh, 49ers. There's no way he's getting traded within the division. That seems silly. Not happening. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Well, unless they believe he's total turd sauce and they just like dump him on the Niners, they would love it. I don't care. Would you trade Zach to the Patriots? I mean, maybe for the right price, but I would be terrified to trade Zach away within the division because if you're wrong, then you're screwed. Yeah, but yeah, when but... you know, you know. You know what I mean, man? Yeah, that's fair. You can't live in fear. You can't let fear govern your choices, boys and girls. I like that. That's a good line. Yeah. Does. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of the nice things way. I do all the time, guys, is there's a little a little methodology that I employ when I have decisions to make. I, I ask myself this question, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? And then I go, ah, mm. oh. and that's it clarifies things, man. Can't let fear govern. That's the rule. So when I was a little bit younger, so I saw this this movie Middlemen back in, I don't know if I was in high school or I was in college at the time. But there's a line in it. And basically it's the, the the whole concept of the movie is like the creation of like PayPal kind of and like internet transactions. And these guys put a bunch of like nude photos of girls online and they wind up making a ton of money really fast. Um, but anyway, they're talking to like one of these girls and they're like, do you regret anything? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And he said, she goes, when I talk to people in old folks homes 
and I say, what do you regret? It's the stuff they didn't do, not the stuff they did. So I always try to kind of think of it that way. It's like, all right, am I, is this like going to cause me financial hardship? Am I going to like destroy my life? Or is this something I just got to like rip the bandaid off and do? And let's see like how it plays. And yeah, nine times out of 10, I'll be like, let's figure it out. <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. Cause I'm not going to regret this later on. Right. And that's the whole thing. Like, let me tell you guys something. So very recently, like two weeks ago, my little daughter, right. Said to me this, this is what she said. So we were sitting on the couch, we're hanging out father, daughter time. And she says, Hey, remember when you told me on the RV trip that later in my life, I would look back and realize I had the coolest parents. And I said, yeah, I remember saying that. And she goes, I didn't know it would happen so quickly. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I, oh my God. I almost started crying. I looked at that's her. That's the said, coolest thing. Who told you to say that? Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. You, you read that on the internet. You just want, you want me to put in a good word to Santa, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but that's the whole thing. Like you said, dude, it's like, you don't think it was scary selling all my shit, getting in an RV mm -hmm. and just driving. It was terrifying, but it was like, I don't regret it. You know, I'm happy we did. I look at the pictures. My, my, my kids were essentially babies they're adults my my son's got a mustache he just dyed his hair red i'm taking him to, to the blue ridge metal fest on this weekend it's like i don't even you know he's gonna be running rampant by himself like i don't even know he was a kid like you know you only get so many chances you know in life mm -hmm. take it if it if it falls apart you lose some money comes money goes you know careers come and go whatever it just live that's what i learned live your life everybody i love it that's Matt, great. you want to add anything to that? No, Green Bean is just almost making me cry over here thinking of all this, <laughs> this stuff, man. Like these life lessons, you can freaking go for it, dude. I love it. Uh, Bearded. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot one. Uh, sorry, Phil. I just had yours up and I clicked off it. Uh, who do you think will be the focus of Hard Knocks tonight, Matt? Oh, um, I think the players making the team. Like they showed mm -hmm. uh, the Xavier Gibson clip in the, the preview so i think we're gonna see you know these fringe guys who made the roster like you know brownlee and, and gibson mm -hmm. and guys like that i think we'll see those conversations which would be pretty cool we got a bearded vt year um coming in and says green bean needs to sexy voice over the milk thumbs animate so i didn't tell those oh. guys that i was making the animation so I didn't want to like call Green Bean at like one in the morning and be like, yo, talk sexy to me <laughs> in your milk thumbs voice. Because <laughs> that his wife would be like, who the hell are you talking to? It's like, oh, it's just Ryan. But uh, yeah, I wanted to surprise well, him. What so would I say? I don't know. Is that, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> milk <laughs> milk, <laughs> milk <laughs> me, baby. Milk ooh. me. <laughs> milk my thumbs. Milk my thumbs. <laughs> Which reminds me. Mm, milk thumbs. <laughs> Hit those milk oh, thumbs, boys did. and girls. That was good. That was a good time. Oh, so ridiculous. Uh, we got Buffalo Jet fan in the chat. What's up, Buffalo? He says, "Dang, hey, what did I do with the crying face? I don't know what. Uh, what happened? What did we do? What did, what did he you do? do, that bastard? Yeah, I don't know. What did you do? Ah, uh, yeah. What did you do? I don't know what this means. That's all right. We're happy to have you in here, David D." Drops in with a super chat, says, for my pop, love you, dad. NY Jets Super Bowl champs. Let's hope so, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much for hopping in. Well, well for your dad, right, right on, man. And I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't know if that means your dad has passed or whatever. That's that's sort Either of the vibe way, I got from that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you know, he's with us, dude. And if he's just some crotchety old miserable Jets fan on a couch like so many dads that I know, too, for him, too. Uh, for all the older Jets fans, all the guys that never got to see a Super Bowl or that have been waiting 60-plus years. I mean, I'm 40. This is my 41st year of Jets fandom, and that's bad enough. You know, all those guys that became Jets fans with Namath, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, damn, man. I hope this Especially season... was like just after Namath, like right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like never got yeah, to see one. Right. <laughs> well, then they got to see his 4,000 yard season, at least. You got that. That's true. You know, yeah. no ring. Out. Yeah. But David, your dad could have the best seat in the house also. So he's with right. us. Indeed. Uh, MC Lean comes in with Super Chat, says, I could see them moving him and giving away a pick. So Kyler, if they could move him and get the contract off the books, I don't think that's going to happen for a quarterback. That's a that's a tough thing to have to do. Um, I feel like with a quarterback, you definitely have to get some kind of picks compensation. Like I, I would say the floor for Kyler Murray trade is probably going to be a first and a third, but I would expect probably two first. He's he's still a good quarterback. He's just not someone I trust to like give a monster contract to, which I do think is going to come into play with teams looking to trade for him as well. I think that's going to be a calculated uh, effort. Uh, Buffalo hops in. He says the title of the stream. So I said time for Buffalo to go down. I didn't even that did not occur to me. Oh, oh, <laughs> flew right over my head. Yeah, that did go right over my head. Look oh, at look at that. Oh, it, it took me a second. Yeah, that, that, it, it took me until Buffalo said it <laughs> yeah. for me to notice it. Yeah, a few seconds. That's math to me. Like That's, to connect in that. Uh, <laughs> well done, Buffalo. Well done, bro. Very good. Very good. Tigo drops in celebrating a month membership, says less than one week away. Who else is hyped? Who scores the first touchdown for the Jets? Think a short three-yard run up the gut for Hall. I'm so excited. Tigo and I are going to be there. I'm excited, Tigo. We're getting our parking passes soon, uh, but very, very pumped to to get there for week one. As far as who scores the first touchdown, uh, is it Brees? Is it Cook? Is it Wilson? Is it? Well, I, me- I get like my if I were to throw five dollars on it, because that's that's what I'm just gonna say. If I'm gonna throw five dollars on. It, I'm gonna say Conklin. I think Conklin's the, one that gets the first touchdown. That's you know, a really good answer. It is. Right? I think and they're going to utilize the tight ends a lot. I I agree. And I think it's about damn time, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, we are stocked with tight ends, and I'm looking for a big year from our big boys. But I tell you, if you guys don't know about that Jet X Factor bet jersey thing, you should fit, you should look into that. Uh, you bet $50 on this betting app, and they send you $150 Fanatics. Um voucher that you get a jersey so it's worth it even if you but i did put a bet down granted i'm a gambling addict and i really shouldn't be doing that it's very very gray but i don't care about the bet that's the thing i'm doing it for the jersey mm-hmm. so there's my hole okay that's the <laughs> hole i slithered through but uh but uh the bet that i did is this and so i picked garrett wilson to score the first touchdown uh in the game and i think that's it's it's solid it's a solid bet you know evidenced by what we saw in the preseason when the offense came out Aaron Rodgers first thing they did Garrett Wilson the first touchdown Garrett Wilson so I think that's something that's uh I think it's it's a good chance it has a good chance to happen 
And uh, I want that to happen. I'd be just as happy if it's Conklin. Don't get me wrong, man. But uh, maybe not just as happy because technically speaking, I can win the bet, you know, which would That's be true. a... Uh, You'd be more happy with Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I'd be a little bit happier. $1,500 on a $50 bet. I'll take that all day, plus a free jersey. I'm going to start gambling, baby. Clearly, is it's a really, Is that legit? Like, is it $50 to get $1,500 on Garrett Wilson getting the first touchdown? Yeah, because the bet is... All right, so the, the bet is Garrett Wilson to score the first touchdown and the Jets to win. So that's what it is. So gotcha. I'm fine okay. with that, right? That's fine. So that's, yeah, I think the Jets are going to win anyway. Plus 3,000. Okay. So, oh, Billy. Yeah. It's not a bad bet. No, it's not Matt, a bad what do you bet. think? First person score touchdown. Didn't he say Conklin? I say Conklin. Uh, Ryan said oh. Conklin. I, I, I really, I like Conklin. That, but I don't want to copy you. I'm going to go a different direction. I'll say a Dalvin Cook rushing touchdown. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Uh, Jets up. Sends his first super chat ever. And I know I saw a few other first super chats in there as well that I, you know, forgot to point out. But thank you so much for the the other ones that were first timers as well. Uh, Jets Up says Broadway Bullies for team nickname. I like that. I like like that a lot. That's That's for like the whole team as opposed to like just um, the defensive line, I feel like. I feel like we could beat up on everyone being the, uh, the Broadway Bullies. I'm telling you, man, you guys got to reconsider the Green Gobblers for the defensive line. <laughs> Speaking of Green Gobblers, gobbler. join the OnlyFans! Yeah! <laughs> but imagine us in the stands. Everybody can go gobble, gobble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Blitz Crew says, first touchdown, swing pass to Nick Bauden. I like that. That's an outside-the-box kind of thinking Ooh. right there. Or like a fullback dive. Like it, like it looks like we're going to sweep it out to like Brees Hall, or Brees is like lined up out wide to the left. Cook does the sweep out to the left. We like fake flip it to him and then do that you know fake fullback dive. Everyone's moving one way, and we shift it the other way. So, well, actually, it's got to be pass, right? Or no, it could be a run. I don't know. Bauden getting it would be totally outside the box, though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm DJ like Broadway Bullies. I'm sorry. I sorry. Like no, go on. Bullies. I'm just saying, I like, I kind of like, that one grew on me fast. I like right? that. That's a good one. Jets up. Good stuff. Knifey Spoonie comes in, says, if Jets win the coin toss, offense or defense on the field first. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think we kind of landed on defense first, set the tone early, and get the ball back after half. I think that's more important. Like, everyone's going to be amped up to see Rodgers regardless of when he takes the field. So let the defense set the tone against Allen first, and then you go into uh, the bludgeoning with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, NYC Superfan comes in, says, We are going to hear J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 echoing throughout Allegiant Stadium, the Super Bowl, on the opening kickoff. You guys are awesome. Go Jets. Dude, I hope we get to see two games in Las Vegas this season. Green Bean, do you think... I don't even know how to word this. This is just such a great statement by NYC Superfan. I can't even really... It's good. Toss it. Let me me say this. I agree. I, I am firm on my prediction, everybody. I uh, I am predicting enough. confidently 20-0, Super Bowl victory. Right from Allegiant Stadium, the Jets will get on a plane and fly to the Miami Dolphins, 72 Miami Dolphins meeting place, and steal all their champagne. 
and it will be ours immemorial. It would be so magical if the Jets could beat like the Dolphins record forever, like cap off the win that the Patriots couldn't cap off. Yes. And then like to rub a little salt in the wound, you know, we got that trophy that Buffalo doesn't have anything of. So it's got to be us. Oh, it'd be it's so meant, perfect. It's got to be us. Poetic justice. Please. It would Please. make all the pain, Matt. It would make it worth it. Ugh. Yeah, I would I would never complain ever again. The Jets could basically go like defeated the rest of my life and I would be happy. <laughs> I said Jet says drink it on Shula's grave. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Douglas Bro. comes in with a super chat. Douglas says first touchdown by Quinnen, sack fumble recovery for a touchdown. Oh, oh my. That'd be wonderful. Dude, that's a plus 38,000 bet. Yeah, that would, I mean, it'd be, $1 ooh, that, gets you 38 grand. Does anyone remember what the odds were on a, what was it? Was it a safety the first score of that Super Bowl, Denver, Seattle? I think it was safety. Or was it defensive touchdown, maybe? It was really wonky, like the first score of that Super yes. Bowl. Yes, it was. It was a snap over Peyton Manning's head, I think, on the first play. And then it ended up being a safety. Yeah. That was such a weird game. That was a horrible game. That was one of the worst yeah. Super Bowls I've ever seen. That was the New York one, too. Yep. Ugh. Jacob comes in. Jacob says, would y'all start in fantasy, Cook or Brees? So I actually did take Brees Hall in a few leagues, and that's like probably frowned upon from a fantasy perspective because we're going to have a, a nice little split running back by committee, but I really believe in Brees. I think he's going to be really frigging good, and that's not to say Cook's going to be bad, but I think the Jets are going to run this offense. As much as we have Aaron Rodgers, I think it's going to go through the ground and pound game. So Matt, I know you're a big fantasy guy. Would you start Cook or Brees? If I'm given the two options, I would probably start Dalvin right now over Brees just because I think they might take Brees a little bit slower mm -hmm. um, coming off the ACL. I asked me that in four weeks from now. That answer could very well change. But I think in week one, if my option was I could either do Cook or Brees, I guess I would put Cook in the lineup. Yeah, I, I feel like if you frame it as a week one option, I do think Cook is the right move. Uh, yeah. for week one, especially because he's going against his brother. I feel like there's that little extra juice right there where it's like, okay, we're going to keep Reese on a pitch count where Cook, you may not necessarily feel the same way about. Uh, MC Lean says, first score is McDonald's sack safety on Josh Allen. There you go. This team is hungry. Could you imagine? Could you, like, honestly imagine if our first round draft pick that many of us were bewildered when we heard young Kyle Stickles say his name in front of the world, if he comes out first series, sacks Josh Allen, strip sack, picks it up and runs it in the end zone, I might not be able to, you might see me literally explode. It'd be incredible. I mean, the looks on our faces when we took Will McDonald was like, who? <laughs> Is this guy linebacker? What? It's like, yeah. oh, wait a second. This guy's an edge rusher. Even still, it's like, still. we were talking before the draft. And we're like, what position would you be kind of irritated if you took? And we were saying edge rusher because we're so loaded at the position. It's like, I guess maybe edge rusher. Definitely didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, and we used a first round pick the year before and we were and we were stacked. You know, it's like, I mean, for so many years, it's just it, it really is a funny thing because and I was on board with the complaint department of, you mm -hmm. know, we need to draft a damn edge. I was freak. It's why I was so upset 
in the 2022 draft. I'm like, I can't believe we're ignoring edge rusher again. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it was the one position. It was like, ah, we're you know, we're we're definitely not going edge rusher. And then when it happened, I was like, I didn't know what to do. What, what just happened, think. dude? Your what your reaction on that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, I didn't want to ruin it. And Kyle Stickles had us all <laughs> revved up. Oh, we were all excited. Dude. That was all gas. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he has so just as much energy in person too. Like when we met him at training camp. Kid mm-hmm. was fired up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What's so cool about that, too, is like here he is. He's, you know, he's make a wish. He overcame mm-hmm. uh, cancer and everything. And, you know, what you expect is a, a nice, you know, soft, just kind of. And he just showed the world. Jets fans, doesn't matter. We're different, man. We're not right in the head. And it, even at that young age, it's like, it's just, it's a, there's another level that we bring to the table, man. And it's like, he just did us so proud. It was, I, I can't even, you know, I couldn't deal, but then to follow it with Will McDonald, it was like, wait, what just happened? What? But that would be a great way to start the season. Right. That. I think so. Let's take it. Let's have it any which way. Defensive score would be wild. Uh, just when jet says, do we trade for Mike Evans before week one? So I guess let's frame this in the way of uh, wide receivers in general. If a trade's going to happen, Matt. Now, obviously, we're getting very close to week one. There's not going to be much practice time if it does happen. (laughs) Uh, What do you think? Do you think this happens earlier in the season if there is a trade for a wide receiver? No. I think it will be like Braylon Edwards, early October. He comes in, plays on Monday night, or Sunday night rather against the Kansas city chiefs in week four, like that, like that kind of thing. I don't think we're getting a trade in the next like 36 hours to get him ready to go in time. Greenby, what about you? What do you think happens with a trade for a wide receiver? When would it happen? It's not happened before week one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's going to, we're running out of time. Um, but I think uh, what the October, the trade deadlines, the Halloween, right? October 31st, I think it is. Yeah, um, it sounds right. It's right around there. Yeah, I think I think I think we'll we'll see a few weeks, and if it's apparent that we need one, I think that'll go. But like, let's say, let's imagine for a second that, you know, Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson. Lazard is doing his Lazard things as uh, as the number number two. Nicole Hartman's you know Hardman's filling the role, and then we get a little bit out of Brownlee and. And Gibson and and they're using the tight ends and and maybe we don't you know maybe they don't feel like we need to use any capital, but if we did, I think it would be closer to the trade deadline than not, uh, barring injury, of course. Yeah, I agree. I think if if an injury happens, that might accelerate the timeline quicker. But I do think trade deadline is when it when it's more likely to happen. When you have Tampa Bay saying, okay, well, we're not going to beat New Orleans in our division. Baker's not the guy. We're going to try and get some ammo for next year. Now let's move Mike Evans because we're not going to, you know, obviously negotiate the contract anymore. Um, then I think the Jets get him around, you know, the trade deadline. I think that's a, a realistic possibility. Uh, Jets Forever came in. He said, y'all hated the McDonald pick. Don't love him now. I 
Bullshit. Yeah, look, I we can do anything I we want. To change we don't, my we don't opinion based on your new information room. provided. At the time, right. I'm thinking linebacker. What is this? Even edge rusher. I thought this was a pick for next year, <laughs> even though the Aaron Rodgers trade was a trade for this year. Like, I didn't want to waste a first-round pick on something that wasn't going to happen this year. But this dude's looking legit, and Broderick Jones is second team. So I am wrong. <laughs> All damn day on Will McDonald, and I'm fine with it. Hey, Jets forever. Only a Sith speaks in absolutes, my friend. Okay? We're Jedi. We're not Sith. We can do whatever Matt, we want. You want to respond to, to Mr. Jets forever here? <sighs> Sorry, Green Bean, for what I'm about to say, but how's Denzel Mims look? He's out of the league right now. So I, I don't know if you should be chirping us right now, Jets forever. <laughs> because he's he's leading the oh, he's leading the charge. Saying. I know okay, Green Bean right. is killed by association, but Jets Forever is leading the charge on guys who's going to be out of the league in five minutes. Oh, I want to hear it from it. Jets. I know, and just the whole premise, like Ryan said, like dude, here's a here's the mark of an intelligent human being: somebody who can change a previously constructed opinion when new information mm -hmm. is presented. If you're stuck just because last year I had an opinion and even though everything's changed, I made an opinion last, so I have to stick. That's the mark of somebody who's stubborn. Stubbornness mm -hmm. is not considered a positive trait. So malleable, fluid, that's what you want to be. It wasn't the pick we wanted. So what? You look at him, he looks good. You, you pay attention, you do some research, you're jumping over cars, he's riding skateboards all kinds of fun stuff. And you go, Hey, on second thought, I like this guy. It's yeah. okay. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I I'm totally open to that. Like even in like work stuff, like, Hey, look, I do processes one way. If you think you got a better way to do it, let me know. Let's change the process and make it easier on everyone. It makes like life so much easier. And I feel like opinions are the same way. Like everyone's got one. And the one dude that's got to back himself into a corner and defend it to the death. <laughs> Like, dude, it's okay to right. be wrong. Like, admit it. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. yeah, there's freedom in it, too. You go, you know what? On second thought, I was wrong there. And everybody goes, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, you were wrong. I know. I said, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Uh, okay. You know, like, what do you do from that? Nothing. Oh, it's yeah. over. Blitzcrew Hobson says, any chance we don't trade for a wide receiver? Sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a chance we don't trade for one. If Miko Hardman really shows out and Lazard looks good and, and Garrett Wilson looks good and everyone's healthy, then I don't think we're making a move for a wide receiver. Uh, I would say there's a chance, and someone brought it up on the call-in show yesterday, and it didn't even like occur to me, but if the Bucks were like in sell mode, could Werfs be up for grabs at some point? And then maybe Becton slots over at left tackle and the event Brown goes down. Never even considered that. I don't even know if that would, that would be realistic because you got to pay shocking. two big men tackles then, like big contracts. That would, yeah, I, I think they would want to build around him. Yeah, I think they got to project wanna... Caleb Williams. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> he can't, or Kyler Murray, or whoever they're going to end up with. Yeah, I don't know, but I think there's a good chance we. You guys, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say I think there's a good chance we don't trade for a wide receiver as well. Like I think it's equally possible either way. It's very possible. Yeah. Dude, imagine this. Imagine if, like, we were, I was kind of saying this before, but I don't remember what happened. But imagine if Brownlee and Gibson, like, you know, like, you know, you don't need them right away to do this, but, like, throughout the season, like, they develop into reliable guys that you see, like, you know, they have the potential to, you know, continue to develop, but they're already role players, and, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, trusts them, trusts their hands, trusts their 
you know, that they're going to be where he wants them to be. Wouldn't that be delightful that you don't need to do anything? It's just depend on your own development, your own scouting. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't Dude, that be give something? Me, give me Jericho Cotri. I'd be tickled oh, pink yeah. with a Jericho Cotri right now. Like, oh, I don't need star-studded, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, wide receiver room all over the place. Give me someone solid, reliable. Dude pulls like a hamstring or whatever, diving sideways, trying to catch a ball. Love me some country. Oh, my God. J-Boy. They're just Him wanting to leave. Yeah. Right. J-Boy says, Hollywood Brown, October 31st. First game is week nine. So, yeah, you guys could see the first opportunity for uh, this new Jet wide receiver at the Jets Chargers group by for the Talking Jets panel. Uh, week nine. Hollywood Brown trade. What do you think, Matt? Would you trade for Hollywood Brown? Uh, I think there are a lot of people who are very, very down on Hollywood Brown, and I don't quite understand it. I'm not saying that Hollywood is a number one wide receiver by any stretch of the imagination, and he is a wide receiver who does have some issues, but like, would he not be the second best wide receiver on this team immediately if you acquired him? If mm -hmm. I like other options significantly better, but I'm not going to just scoff at the idea of adding a Hollywood uh, Brown caliber of wide receiver. I think that's a little bit harsh. Yeah, for sure. Greenby, what do you think? Uh, would you add Hollywood Brown? Is that like a, a player on your radar? Or are you thinking other receivers first? Well, yeah, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Um, but I also, I mean, if we're going to do one, I mean, obviously the Devontae Adams dream is is just the most juicy that you can grab a hold of, how unrealistic it is and all that sort of stuff. But I love the idea of Mike Evans, man. I mean, Mike Evans, I loved him coming out. I think he's just, he's just maintained that status as one of the better receivers in the league his entire career. And, you know, quietly in some respects. Um, but I think, you know, adding a guy like that who's not known as a diva and, and has none of that garbage associated with him. Now the, the problem with him is he wants, what does he want? 40 million Cooper years, money. three years, shit. 80 million. Yeah. So there's an issue. So, you know, but I would love to see if we're going to do that. Mike Evans is at the top of my list. Yeah. I would feel the same way. I would say Evans is at the top of my list. Then I might put Boyd next, honestly. I feel like Tyler Boyd's high on my list. Ooh. I like Mooney. I like Hollywood Brown. I'd be pumped with either one of those guys as Ooh. well. Yeah, I, I feel Boyd. like Mooney and Brown fall in the category of like, okay, Hardman didn't work out. Let's try to get an upgrade from whatever Hardman is. Uh, where Boyd is kind of like a different type of wide receiver. And since he's the third wide receiver on Cincinnati... If there's some sort of sideways season that happens, maybe Burrow goes down with an injury and they're like, okay, look, we're not making it this year. Let's let's trade off a part. We already got to pay Burrow a ton of money. We got to pay Chase a ton of money. Like there's just not enough money to go around. Uh, I would like that. But Evans provides, you know, like Green Bean said, stability, reliability, and just like he's been a captain forever. No drama, always taking less money to win rings. He's the guy I'd want. MC Lean. Comes in the super chat says Jets Forever can't even talk Zach and Mims truther. Sorry, Jets Forever. Got the ban hammer oh, from, no. from Matt. <laughs> I saw that in there. Just five minutes in the slammer. That's all. Ooh, that's what we should do. We should call it something like uh I guess that's that's equivalent to like the Shadow Realm. We gotta come up with something different. Can't take jigs. The not talking jets. The not talking. <laughs> 
doesn't roll off the tongue as easy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's put a him little, on an island. Cumbersome. Boom! Send <laughs> send him to like yeah. a little uh, palm tree island or something like that. Maybe we'll do that. City bird. Put him in the fucking bedroom. Get him out of here. There you go. I love it. I love it. City Bart comes in and says, why does every media outlet praise Sauce, Brees, Rogers, Garrett Wilson, AVT, etc., then go on and say the Jets can win nine wins at most, so confused with these people? It's because they're having doublespeak and they're so excited about having the Jets possibly fall short of a Super Bowl. Like, they're going to say, oh, yeah, the Jets should be Super Bowl favorites or should be, you know, in the conversation. But then also, oh, they're going to find a way to Jets it up and it's going to be one of those things because they, they yeah. want the Jets to be in it for the ratings, but they want to cause controversy to stir up all us, you know, fans and get all their clicks and media, whatnot, and BS. So that's why they're doing it. Greenman, you agree with me? Is that what they're doing? I do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wonder, I wonder sometimes I see Twitter threads and, you know, chat box under video and I just peruse and I see people getting still to this day, we get so up in arms as a fan base and it's like, to me, it just seems clear, you know, like they're poking, you know, they're trying to stir us up and it works very, very well. But I think they're also covering bases, but they can say that we have good players. And like you just said, Ryan, and the Jets are still the Jets. You know, we've had good players before and we blow it. Even if we make it to the AFC championship game, we blow it. You know, we have four of those. We had two consecutively the last time we were good and we blew it. You know, so the Jets find a way to be the Jets, and that's what they're kind of leaning on. Um, the hope is that, you know, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, those Quinn and Williams, those types of players and people in the organization legitimately overcome all of that Jetsy stuff. I mean, what Joe Douglas has focused on, you know, with not only the talent, but the character, the, you know, the the work ethic behind these guys and you know, kind of limiting the, 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 the diva, you know, we, we found out that Elijah Moore wasn't what he was billed, you know, with that whole, it doesn't matter if I get stats, it's all about winning. And then that was not the case with him at all. Um, but generally speaking, I think he's done a real good job of kind of compiling a roster filled with hardworking, you know, team oriented guys uh, that, I mean, look at our defensive line rotation. Did we hear anybody complaining about getting less snaps, you know, less glory for themselves? No, it was all about team. And uh, we, we complained <laughs> as fans, but the Jets didn't complain. The, you know, the players weren't – we didn't get any rumblings of Quinn and Williams being upset that he wasn't going to be out there 90% of the snaps or anything like that. We didn't hear any of that. So we have a roster built with team-oriented guys, hardworking guys, good work ethic, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and I think that's the type of mentality that can overcome this sort of stuff. Like the Rex Ryan years, as exciting as they were, a lot of talking, a lot of Cromartie, a lot of Bray Bray, a lot of Santonio, a lot of Rex. And that was fun, and we did great things. But I think this has the potential to actually go the distance. And uh, that would be that would be a bummer to a lot of people out there. Real quick, I see some uh, comments in the chat. Uh, nickname for the D-line, Rush Hour. I think that's kind of cool. That's fun. Um, mm. I do really like the no-fly zone for where oh. we could send people. Like, whew, you're going to the no-fly zone. Uh, put him in the hangar was another one. That, I feel like, could come off wrong <laughs> saying hangar, but that's all right. Um, Matt, your thoughts why the media outlets praise our young weapons and Rodgers, but say the Jets can win nine games at most. 
Um, I don't know. They're silly. That's why. I, I don't have a good answer. I wish I did have a better answer for you, but I, I don't know. Blitzcrew's got the answer right here. He says, the media people are the reason Jets streamers are so successful compared to other bases. Streamers can potentially see the good. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a, a good way to put that because one, all of us started our channels because we're fed up with the media anyway. And two, if you look around at other fans, like content creators, there's just a very strong jet presence when compared to like other teams fan base like other teams have like like i feel like the dolphins the eagles the bills they all have like some decent teams but like the jet content community is strong and i feel like the, the media oh, yeah. plays a big part of that well put blitz yeah because they suck so bad knifey spoonie coming in the super chat said did you guys hear florio say to keep an eye on aaron donald as a potential deadline move not a need but how sick would it be having him and q lol um, I mean, it'd be really cool, but if there's going to be a player getting traded from the Rams, I would think Cup would be on the short list of players that the Jets would consider if you're looking at wide receiver options. Um, I don't know. Green Bean, is there someone on the Rams that you would kind of be eyeing? I can't see Donald ever. Like, I, I don't think no. we would be in on Donald. No. But just to play fantasy land for a little bit. Yeah. Could you use it? Could you imagine it? Um, yeah, I mean, that would be borderline unstoppable, especially when you add the, you know, the ends that we have, whether it's Jermaine Johnson, Huff, McDonald, Lawson, whoever, that would be insane. Imagine now let's, 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 what would you do if you win the lottery? What if we got Bosa? <laughs> Aaron well, Donald. Exactly. We're talking about all that. Yeah. We got Bosa. Yeah. We got, you know, Aaron Donald right. next to Quinn. Imagine that D-line. Could you, I mean, you know, I don't, I just, again, like you have to allocate resources where you have to, you know, you need to have the ability to fortify all areas of the team. And, you know, our defensive line, while not having Aaron Donald, we do have Quinn and Williams and having them both, I think is what we would call a luxury. Uh, but mm -hmm. damn, man, those two together, I don't know who could stop it. Honestly. Matt, what do you think? Nobody. Aaron Donald. You coming here or what other Rams player would you want over here? Uh, I would prefer a wide receiver. So I guess in that scenario, Cooper cup or um, yeah, that's the receiver that I'd want from them. But I, I love Aaron Donald. He's great, but I, I don't think another interior player is what the jets need. Scott says hard knocks is starting in 20 minutes. So yeah, we're going to hop off here in 10 minutes time, which reminds me, make sure you click on the pinned comment in the live chat to join the discord. All you have to do is join it. And you'll be entered to win a jersey, t-shirt, coffee mug. I missed Blitz Crew's email last week, so I've sent him his uh, mug yesterday. Sorry, Blitz Crew. Uh -huh. Going through all stuff, and I'm just like, totally missed it. And I feel like a jerk. I was like, oh, you got to email me. Like, I already did. Stupid right. Shame. Missed stuff. So make sure you join the Discord. I see Kiyuka Lake's in there. He's typing something. Ah, uh, enter my boys. Oh, no, that's what he just stepped in. Fair, fear is Grim just joined. Artek. Honest Abe. JT. Floyd's dad. Omar. Yankee Jet. Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle. I think Omar's got two. I think he's joined two. I like it. Uh, the one gray. Weaker... 
I don't even know how to pronounce the rest of that name. Dwerty, Baby Bear, Archangel, Sammy Nine Millimeter, four zero six eight four zero underscore. That's a ridiculous name. Glad to have you though, Jay Cons. Glad to have you, Jet Bean, Salem, Chris Bradigan. So many people hopping in. Love seeing it. And while you're looking at the pinned comment, also while you're over there, make sure you hit those milk thumbs. Mmm, milk thumbs. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> mmm, <laughs> milk thumbs. City Burt dropping in says, media say our O-line has issues when other teams like Jags are worse. Besides, hasn't it been proven O-line is more function of the quarterback and the system? So I would say this, at least our division of the offensive line units, I feel like we're all sort of-ish clumped around the same. I don't think anyone's overly... Uh, dominant versus another another team. So that kind of bodes well. Also, Aaron Rodgers, to City Bird's point, the how fast did he get the ball to Garrett Wilson on that first snap? Like, oh yeah, ball hit his hands, ball was out of his hands. Like, immediately. You can't get to the quarterback if he gets the ball out that fast and you get guys that can get open that quick. Matt, what do you think about our offensive line? And is it a function of the quarterback in the system more than it is the O-line? I definitely think it's part of it, right? Like, I do think Aaron getting the ball out significantly faster than Zach is going to help things, and him just being a smarter quarterback in general is going to help things. And uh, that's not to say that, you know, if, if they suffer a couple injuries, they might be in rough shape. I think that's exactly the case. But if the five who are projected to start on opening night, uh, minus maybe swapping Joe Tipman in at some point. But if, if the tackles and guards remain the same throughout the season, then I think the Jets will be in pretty good shape on the offensive line. Creamy, what about you? How are you feeling about the offensive line? Do you think it's more of a product of the uh, the quarterback in the system more than it is the, the O-line itself? Well, I think it, they work in concert, right? I mean, if you have a, a uh, an offensive coordinator – who's just insists on seven step drops when the offensive line might not be gelled or has some weak spots and everything. That's obviously going to put a lot of pressure on the offensive line where the, you know, you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who's, you know, he has a quick release can identify and recognize pressures and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I think it definitely helps the offensive line. So the offensive line is going to, you know, it's like, it's very clear. A good offensive line is going to help the quarterback, but I think, a little bit less um, considered aspect is how much the quarterback can help the offensive line. Uh, we saw there was a, I forget which play it was. There was one play in particular where Lake and Tomlinson kind of got really, he got blown up and Aaron Rodgers recognized that instantly and tossed the ball. And like, so that never really got discussed in any great detail because it, it didn't, you know, it didn't look like pressure, but if that was Zach back there, it's a whole different game because of the inability of the quarterback to kind of recognize that and respond appropriately instead of running backwards uh, like we've seen. So I think it works both ways. Will Vision says, Willie Vision says, 23-17 Jets and Hall and Cook go over 50 yards and a touchdown apiece. I feel like that's a good over-under for them. And I do think that we are going to... I was on the, the the round table this past week and they were asking which quarterback in the AFC East has the most touchdowns. And I did not go... Richie and I both said, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers purely because I think the Jets are going to be running the ball more uh, frequently. So uh, this kind of falls in line with my, my thought process. It's going to be under 
the the points over under, which is like 46 or 47 points, and it's going to be a heavy dose of running the ball. So I'm on board with Willie Vision here. Matt, what are you thinking? Uh, touchdowns from Hall and Cook and both over 50 yards? Uh, I don't think both go over 50 yards. I think one does. So whoever, whichever of the two gets the more carries, my guess will be Dalvin. But I'm thinking like eight carries for 45 yards for, for Hall in the first game and maybe a couple catches added on top of that. Um, 23, 17, that sounds like a good score to me. I'm right in that same boat. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, yeah. And Tua and the Dolphins, the Dolphins have the chargers in week one, right? I think the Dolphins have the chargers. The Patriots have the Eagles. The the Bills have the jets. So then I would, my pick would would be Tua Tua. for most. Yeah. That's exactly where we were going with that. Green Bean, your thoughts, 23-17 Jets, Hall and Cook go over 50 yards and a touchdown apiece. Yeah, I think that's realistic. I like it. I think that's good. 23-17, I'll take it. Uh, Hall and Cook, that's a hundo for the running backs. Um, yeah, touchdown each. Why not? That sounds delightful to me, Willie Vision. I like this. Uh, Milton Fung bringing up some some scary news for some people. Anyone else with charter slash spectrum cable afraid that the Monday night football game will be blacked out because it's on ABC. So there's a, uh, a contract dispute with the cable companies. I don't think it's actually going to get blacked out. I think what's going to happen is they'll come together in the final, you know, 24 hours leading up to the game and then, or, you know, whenever football starts and then it'll be, they'll get it all figured out. Um, but yeah, that's a big contract dispute. People panic with that. I mean, YouTube TV lost SNY. And I was like very close to, to bailing on them. And then I saw the price of regular cable and I was like, well, maybe not. <laughs> Greenby, yeah. what do you, th- you think those contracts are uh, something to be worried about? Talking about me, uh, ABC. Yeah, I don't, I guess it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to me. You. No, it doesn't matter to me. I, I, I'm not there. So. Uh, I'm not hoping that that happens for all you locals, but uh, me, I'm always about what uh, 20 to 30 seconds behind anyway. So I'm <laughs> watching whether the, you know whatever method I'm watching, I'll be watching on YouTube TV uh, for the Lions share the games this year. Uh, obviously Monday night, um, yeah, I guess that'll be YouTube TV as well for me. So I don't know. I don't think so. It's too so- big, dude. Too big of a deal. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, MC Lean says, I missed his super chat. I don't think it popped up on my side for some reason. So I definitely clicked that one, but I see it over here. Uh, it says, I know it's not advertised to meet your heroes, but where are you guys going to be before the game? Loudest Jets chant in history, 9-11, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I am going to be, uh, before the game, well, I'm going to make sure I'm in my seat no later than like 745. I definitely want to be, uh, locked in there, but I will be at the game with Tigo. Uh, I think Asman's going to be there. I know Richie's going to be over there. I'm excited. Green Bean, are you going to be at that concert or are you going to be home watching? The no, game I'll be play? live. I'll be live right here on this channel for that game. Uh, I can't make it all the way to New Jersey for the first opening day in a long time, which makes me very sad. I went through some some clunkers, man. <laughs> I endured some bullshit. And this is the one I would really want to go to. Uh, but unfortunately I cannot. So we will be doing for all of you folks that can't be at the stadium. We'll be right here live and you should hang, man. It definitely helps to be together. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it over the last, uh, three, four years or so. So yeah, we're going to have a good time right here on talking jets. 
yeah, I mean, think about it. the the talking or the MetLife Stadium holds what eighty thousand people. YouTube can probably hold a million, <laughs> a billion. We'll get them all in here, hanging out, break our record, most concurrent. Hey, Matt. Matt, where are you going to be on game day? Right here, where I'm sitting right now. I love Nothing it. wrong with it, Matt. Nothing wrong. Yeah. With it. Best seat in the house. Amen. All right. We are just 10 minutes before uh, Hard Knocks, so let's go over to Discord. And I'm going to go, let's see, how many people did we get since? All right, so you know what? I'm just going to go in. How do we want to do it? Do we want to say go in order of people who joined, or do we want to go to like online people on the side and then... Just pick a random mass number. Because we've got, let's see. Sorry, Tigo, I'm skipping you. Um, but we got two plus eight, that's 10. We got like 55 people in this section. Which doesn't make any sense because we got 96 people total. <laughs> so maybe I got to refresh them. Um, all right. So let's do that. Let's, let's pull up the spinny wheel. As I remember to actually... Spin that wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. It's going to be a jersey today. I feel it in my bones. I can feel it. We've been waiting on the jersey. It almost happened the first time we did it, too. That was pretty funny. Let's see. Where's the spinny wheel? It's somewhere over here. Boom! Giveaway box. Go into the spinny wheel. And let's see. We are going to start... We'll go with the, let's go with the, the new people that joined. So we're going to start from AJ Spaz. So anyone that's in the Discord that wants to see if this is rigged or not, uh, that's where we're going to start. So we're going to say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. So we're going to say 38 people um that are right here in this contest so let me change this number to 38 and we're going top down oh, where's the 38 there we go all right random number generator says 19 so 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 Dwerdy, D-W-E-R-D-Y, member 87 in the Talking Jets Discord. You're winning something tonight. We're going to spin that Ooh. wheel and then make sure you reach out to us either on the Discord or in, uh, you know, via email form. You can email me or the Talking Jets Gmail. Either one. Let's see what you get. Oh, so close. <laughs> it was it so was close. close. Dwerty gets a shirt. So Dwerty gets a shirt. Make sure you reach out to his brother. Congratulations. Love seeing it. Let's go real quick. Uh, Greenby, what do you want to see? Uh, well, we won't say what do you want to see. Any last words for us before we head over to talking, uh, you know, hard knocks? Uh, yeah, Green Bean Jets Pod 129 is out now on Green Bean Jets Fan, the other channel that is just sitting in the abyss. Uh, we're still releasing the podcast over there weekly. 
So you can go check that out. We're talking about was this the greatest offseason in Jets history and the reasons why that might be the case. And you can see that over there. Matt, any last words before we head over to Hard Knocks? Uh, new episode of Just Jets comes out tomorrow. I discuss what is the biggest Jets season in 13 years. That is the topic. Oh, man. Boys and girls, on your way out, don't forget to mm, hit milk those thumbs. milk thumbs. <laughs> we'll see you guys mm. back here for the after uh, Hard Knocks stream. We're going to be recapping the final episode, episode five of Hard Knocks. So make sure you tune in with us. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S.